This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good morning, everybody. I am Glenda Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for April 22nd, episode 2419, brought to you today by Stateline Tech. Good morning, Horse World. Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Sunday. Julie. Hey, guess what day it is? Tuesday. Saturday. Oh, come on. I know you can hear me. Friday. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Leslie, guess what today is? It's hump day. That's right, it's hump day with your horses in the morning hosts, Jamie, that girl Jennings, and Glenn, the geeky pony guy. Wednesday, I can't sleep. Wow. It's so true. I told Glenn right before we started, I'm like, thank God I'm back to work. Last week, I didn't know what day it was because we didn't have the show. That's the only way I can know what day it is. I think that's a lot of people's lives right now. They have no idea what day it is. By the way, it is Wednesday, and I, I don't know if that matters a whole lot every day's of Groundhog Day. I need to get the Groundhog Day uh, opener done. We need that one. Do you know what happened Yes, last night in Oklahoma? And it just missed our farm. There was, and I've seen pictures of it now, Glenn, softball and baseball-sized hail. I saw that. I was going to ask if that was you because they were huge. They were ginormous. Like I, uh, I don't know. There's always storm chasers that are out chasing these storms, and I just wonder how their cars are not completely beat to hell because. They 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 gotta be out in this. Apparently, one of the storm chasers last night lost his sunroof. Uh, hail went right through it. Apparently, <laughs> but I don't know. It's a big mess. But we avoided the hail. But it was one of those like 10 p.m. run out and bring all the horses yeah, in. Yeah, because scrambling. that's one thing you don't want. You know, we, we have that argument: do you leave them out or bring them in? Tornadoes and all that. Uh, uh, hail's not something you want them out in. <laughs> that's not especially good. that big. No, I mean they well, kill them. I mean that's the thing is. Between my opinion on that is they will all come in because there the tornadoes are not just a a thing of wind coming through. It is a lot of storm surrounding it. It's like the nothing is coming, right? So there's all of the storm and the hail and the lightning, just lightning alone. And then if you know all the wind event happens, then you've got all this debris flying around. Yes, that's that debris is the biggest thing. You know, a lot so of people will argue with us that we bring them in, but I, you know, I, know. I figure like, you in know our what? I don't want my with, horses outrunning debris and then running through the fence. I, you know, and ever since we had that guy on, remember the guy we had on that had the the Arabian from Tennessee who had the tree go right through his body. Yes. Remember that? Oh, ever since then, it's like, bring the damn horses in. I don't get care if in. the building collapses around them. <laughs> I know. Chad, last night, was he was like, uh, you, we're, we're going to need to get the horses in. I was like, who are you? <laughs> he gets it, too. He gets it. Was that yeah, your so. first really nasty storm of the year this year? Of the year, yeah. 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 That, that, that's the storm where you're like, hmm, I wonder what it's going to do. And then you just turn on the, 
the local television and there's no TV shows on. It's all like the storm crews out working like the channel nine guy. Oh my God, the world is ending. That's gotta be a tornado. I mean, he is psychotic. <laughs> he is psychotic. But fun and to then, watch. <laughs> well, last year I watched him and I was like, Chad, I can't do this. I can't live here. He's like, watch channel five, <laughs> just watch channel five. And then that guy's like, all right, so we've got some rain coming up. Like, Oh, this is way better. <laughs> It's way better. Um, but we've got the good show today. We're going to speak to Dr. Wendy Corin about kinesiology tape for horses and riders. Jess Clausen of Clinics for a Cause and Scott Evans, founder of the Equestrian Aid Foundation, are going to share what they're doing to help equine professionals through this crisis. It's also Crappyless Wednesday. And we're going to do some weird news. And oh, my God. This is the best list, the best crappy list ever. It's 1838. Like the year 1838, a list of eight things a lady equestrian simply should not do. I can't wait to see how many of those that are current today are relevant today. Hey, the USEF Network, you know, today was the day that you were supposed to be heading toward Kentucky uh, to watch the Land Rover three-day event. You were going to be, today would have been the jog, right, this afternoon? Yes. Yeah. So yes, that, that would have been today. It would have been today. It's always on Wednesday. Well, the USCF network uh, is hosting the Land Rover virtual event. So, you mean they're going to have it? Yeah. Well, sort of. Uh, you can access the full library of broadcast shows from the archives from 1998 through 2019, winning rounds from all three phases over the years, on-demand full-length competitions, plus all new athlete interviews, memories, uh, ride reviews, and they're going to have have uh, John Kyle hosting it. So John Kyle's going to do some hosting on it. Uh, and you're, uh, it's oh, actually, he's going to be on cross country day. So Saturday, April 25th. And I guess he's going to introduce and talk about his memories and stuff. So, so that's cool. John's our friend and, uh, he's a great announcer. So that's coming up on the USAF network. And I think that's free. I don't think they're charging for it this weekend. If they are charging for it, then shame on them. So, uh, but I think it is free. I am sitting here listening to you. I promise I'm paying attention. And I've realized I haven't brushed my hair in like a month. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm feeling the back of my head. I did notice I, I that when you something. did. Did you brush it before Monty's thing last week? Probably that was the last time I brushed it. <laughs> I thought so. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, what is on the back of my head? That's a mat. I am like a broodmare like with witch's mane. knots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a broodmare full of witches nuts. That's what I am. Oh my God. Daily Witty Time. I know we have a lot of new listeners coming in and joining the show because of all the recent coverage and promotion that we've gotten. And I want to welcome you. Uh, Daily Winnies are something we started. Poof. 10 years ago when the show started, and it's our way of just giving a shout-out to people. And it's usually positive and upbeat, except when Jamie's feeling in a bad mood. And then it's No, not. we don't. We don't do anti-Daily Winnies anymore. I got in trouble for that. You got in trouble for that. <laughs> happy birthday, happy birthday, happy, happy birthday to you. And I think we're the only podcast in America that gives birthday winnies out to our super fans, people who are auditors, and Erica Harvey. It's Erica's birthday. So happy birthday. And of course, the queen birthday was yesterday. 94. 
She's 94. And they have her locked in a closet someplace in one of the castles to keep her safe. So uh, happy birthday to the do, queen. Is it really her birthday? Do you know she... That's yeah. so funny. Well, do my daily money. Um, my daily Winnie goes out to, I'm sorry, he's a freaking genius, Monty Roberts. Okay. And let me tell you why, by the way, the reason I was excited was when I called to discuss some stuff with Debbie, his daughter, she, apparently he had just gotten off the phone with the queen and the queen had her people say, we need to schedule a call. I need to speak with you. And Monty was like, you know, like as you recently, do, like just, yeah, yeah. like well, I, this past week. Oh. And so you get a thing. Well, she's bored I don't know if I'm allowed closet. to say this. Um, <laughs> yeah. I guess she called, like, as anybody does, if they say, we need to talk, you always think it's something bad. Yeah. I don't know if he did, but I would be like, the queen wants to talk to me and set an appointment. And apparently, get on the phone with her and she just wanted to chat. <laughs> she's like, kind of bored, I guess. <laughs> like the rest of us, even the queen is, is, uh, is holed up in the house, you know, bless her heart. So, anyway, uh, but anyway, back to the Monty is a genius. I have been doing some consulting with people and their horses and their behaviors online. And I got one that really perplexed me and it perplexed me to where I, the horse is having some behaviors that where she, the, the rider asked her to go forward. I'm not going to give her name uh, to ask the horse to go forward. And the horse is pinning its ears and kicking and just generally unhappy about being groomed, but being touched it's a racehorse that an ex racehorse that came from a very, 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 very bad situation. Apparently this trainer has been arrested several times is banned from all sorts of tracks because he's a terrible person. Monty doesn't know any of that. I send the video to Debbie and I'm like, Debbie, can you have Monty look at this? Tell me what he thinks. I don't know if this behavior is pain related or is it something else? Because if it's something else then we need to train the horse, but if it's pain related, I don't want to train and you can't train through pain. You know what I mean? Like they're not going to learn anything if they're in pain. So I wanted him to look at it, see what he thinks. He looks at it. He calls me. He calls Debbie. Debbie calls me. Actually, he sent me an email, which I'm sure he said to Pat and she had to type it. (laughs) (laughs) Monty's wife. We're lucky we Um, got him on for that live thing. I know. You got to do it again because I got to praise him because he basically said, you know, it's weird how things happen. He's got this horse that he's working with. That's eliciting a lot of the same behaviors. And he found out that the horse that he's working with has had what they call electricity, electricity, which is, if you guys watch Heartland, you saw it. Like there's people that are terrible horse trainers and they will use shockers to zap the horses. It's like, it sits inside the pot. It's very illegal. And it looks like a ring on the top of your hand, but underneath it's like a a buzzer and a zapper. And he said, it kind of looks just like the horse that I'm dealing with now who had the electricity. And I, I don't know. And then he gave me some ideas of how to help it. And she's like, that's weird. Um, Anytime you move Velcro, you undo Velcro, she loses it. She can't handle any sort of, if you kiss, she freaks out. And all of those are signs of a horse that's had the electricity put to him to get him to, by the way, that doesn't make him run faster. 
maybe once, but it's not going to work anymore. And so what they do is they shut down like this horse does. Anyway, Monty saw all that through a 35 second video that I sent him of this person riding their horse. How did he know that? Anyway, because he's been around for and seen everything. I mean, you can't stump him. (laughs) You can't. She was like, that's so weird because, you know, the vet was laughing at me because they they had to do some x-rays on her and they undid the Velcro. And she was like, God, no, he doesn't like like Velcro sounds. And all of a sudden they undid the Velcro and she like almost flipped over backwards. Mm. So scared of noises like that. And and she had warned me ahead of time. Debbie had that, you know, when you're training a horse that won't go forward. You use a giddy up rope and you kiss a lot. She goes, unless they've had electricity, you don't want to kiss because that sounds like the electricity. Uh, that makes sense, it, right? Yeah. I ho- I don't know if what I just told you was interesting to you at all, but I found it fascinating. <laughs> and so sorry if I just bored you all to pieces, but I'm my mind is blown. I can't believe he figured that out from a 30-second video. And now we've been able to figure out how we can go ahead and help this horse. So Anyway, thanks, Monty. Can Monty, Monty call the queen back thanks, and Deb. see if she can join us for the next uh, live show we do? Hey, let's get, yeah, you know what? She just might. She's just... bored in the closet, so I'm figuring Let's get she's... her to talk about her horses. <laughs> yeah. I think she's probably bored enough to do that right now. Yeah, I know that Monty would like to use his, like, one or two cards that he has on, you know, getting an interview for us. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's uh, go. Oh, our next thing is tonight. I've been getting so many requests from people. I had several this morning from listeners that are that are wanting my thoughts on when they might barns might reopen, when they could see their horse again, when there might be a show or that kind of thing. So uh, tonight on uh, Facebook Live at five on the Horses in the Morning Facebook page, I have the World Equestrian Center owner Robbie Roberts is coming on the man himself. And he joins me to review. They're making plans now for what horse shows are going to look like after quarantine is over. So when they're finally allowed to do horse shows again, what's that going to look like? They're making all these plans. What's food service is going to have to change. The in gate's going to have to change. You know, all the volunteers, they're going to have to think about what to do with the volunteers. Are they going to be required to have masks? You know, social distancing still going to be a thing. So how you do, how do hunter shows now have to have one person on the rail at a time? You know, all of those things. They're talking about jumper shows and the jumpers are having a cow over this, by the way, Jamie. Uh, they're talking about jumper shows having assigned times that you have to go in the ring. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Whatever would they do? Hunters? uh, Is this just for jumpers or hunters? Jumpers. Okay, hunters, you never could plan something like that. Because one person goes in and takes two minutes, and the other person takes 12 to get through their round. It all depends. They're all thinking about how they can do that now. So we're going to have him on to talk about what plans they're making for all the different types of shows and what's going to happen. Now, this is all speculation, because who knows what's going to happen, right? Uh, And then I'm going to take a deep dive into the numbers. I've been doing a lot of research, and I took the White House plan for reopening the states and the different phases, and I plugged in how horse shows fit into those phases. So where do horse shows fit about the number that can gather and all of that? And I'm going to go with charts and graphs and everything tonight. I'm going to go into that and talk about uh, how horse shows fit into the reopening of the country and the states. I was just thinking of timing hunter shows. Like, you have to be here at 412. Uh, Your your ride starts at 412. And they're like, I'm coming! (laughs) I have to warm up! My coach isn't here! I'm lunging now. I have to lunge for 30 minutes. (laughs) I'm still lunging! (laughs) 
Again, I wrote hundreds for 20 years, so I do this out of love. I was that guy. Um, Not yeah. to mention Western shows. Oh, my God. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so funny. But there is a horse show um, that I, I was going to say. Feather Creek has its recognized horse trials June 6th and 7th, and opening day is today. What state? Here in Oklahoma. Yeah, okay. And um, they have canceled all of their, like, the, it, we had a schooling show April 19th I had signed up for, a March 22nd schooling show, and all of these things have been canceled, but they're going ahead with the recognized horse show yeah, June I, 6th and 7th. Who the hell's ready? Uh, yeah, I'm not ready. Well, that's, the, uh, that's the bigger problem is nobody's ready, too. And I did post a... If you're an auditor, please go to the auditor page and take the poll. I want to have some poll figures for tonight, too. I did a poll on whether people will wait for a while to see what's going to happen with the virus. Are they ready to go back to the first show that comes out? And we're kind of getting a poll on that, too. Or are they too broke to go to shows, which is also going to be the case for a lot of people. I, so. I, I, saw, I filled out the poll. Yeah, thank you for doing I that. I answered it. I appreciate and that. My, I want to have those numbers was, for him tonight to talk to Robbie about. So I'm going to the first show. If I was ready. If you were ready, yeah. Well, <laughs> like, that's an option I should have put on there and never did think about. I put that under my comments. Yeah, well, good. that's a good point, actually. Um, you might want to go to the first show and can't. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, we need to travel. Uh, we need to go to some places first. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a good point, too. And the professional riders, obviously, that's a big concern for the professional riders. And they're talking about that from the... Uh, from the point of view of uh, the USEF, too, what they're going to do as far as points gathering and all of that. But a anyway, I'm, and I'm also going to have some other big guests coming up on Facebook Live at 5 that I asked to be on. So that'll be coming up over the next couple of nights. And it's all revolving around what horse shows look like in the future. Do you okay. want to do this list? Because the list... This, this, it's so fantastic. <laughs> Jennifer we found have this to. one on Facebook. It's the 1838. Yes, 1838. Eight things a lady equestrian simply should not do. We've I mean, you simply should not do these things <laughs> if you are a lady equestrian. I'll do number one. I love this one. Do not ride the wrong colored horse. <laughs> and this is what the quote is, and it sounds like 1838. Of all colors presented by the horse, none is so rich and at the same time so elegant and chaste as a bright bay, providing the main tail and lower parts of the legs be black. But much white, either in the face or legs, whatever the general hue, is quite the reverse of desirable. So apparently Chrome was not in back then. <laughs> I just basically read that Stan Lee is going to be the perfect appropriate horse Lady for me source. because... He's just brown. Does he have black <laughs> legs? Apparently black legs are good. He has little black legs and just yeah. the tiniest little spot of white on one oh, of his well, back legs. See, so. a delicate white of spots probably appropriate, but that big gaudy white stuff, forget it. What this actually means is I'm good because all my horses are brown. <laughs> there you go. But are they, all bay. But are they bright bay? Bright bay. Mm, I don't know. They all have their winter coats. I'll tell you in a couple <laughs> months. What exactly is bright bay, by the way? Is that opposed to dull bay? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, don't you want to do number not, two? Don't. I love this one. <laughs> I'd like to do it, but uh, you have you cannot just read these. You have to uh, pronounce these. You, and I just feel like this list came from Black Beauty Times. So <laughs> it it's did. Like, it was. Yeah. This is Black Beauty Times. And so Black Beauty is in England. So you have to read it in an English accent. You should be able to do an English <laughs> accent of both of us. But number two. Be easy, but not slovenly. 
in the saddle. I feel like I'm like, what, who's the Julia Childs? Yes, it does be sound more like Julia Childs. Slowly in the saddle. <laughs> Nothing can be more detrimental to the grace of a lady's appearance on horseback than a bad position. That is still true. It is a sight <laughs> that would spoil the finest landscape in the world. <laughs> she ought to be correct without seeming stiff or formal and easy without appearing slovenly. That is all still true. Yeah, except when you say be easy, that has a total different meaning nowadays than it did back in 1838. Well, don't appear stiff or formal. (laughs) And do not let your hair embarrass you. And definitely don't wear a bonnet. I thought they were supposed to wear a bonnet. Who would wear a bonnet? (laughs) The hair should be plated, that's braided for us in America, or otherwise dressed. So arranged, now I sound like Julia Child, so arranged (laughs) and secured that it may not be blown into the rider's eyes, Uh. nor from exercise or the effect of human weather, Uh. be liable to be discomposed as as to become embarrassing. To ride in a bonnet is far from judicious. (gasps) To ride? I thought you were supposed to, maybe your hair was supposed to blow in the breeze. Um, I'm sorry, but like only common folk ride in a bonnet, Glenn. <laughs> sorry, I didn't know. Oh, you have I to mean, take the next one. <laughs> must have good sense. Absolutely, number four, do not beat your horse. It is completely and utterly ungraceful. <laughs> Men can Ladies. beat their horses, women can't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ladies certainly ought not to ride horses which restore require extraordinary correction. Um, that's a man's job. <laughs> a lady should never be seen in the act of positively flogging her steed. Such a sight would destroy every previous idea that she had been formed of her grace and gentleness. <laughs> Still true. <laughs> Let's um, just go with nobody should beat their horse. Let's go there. Uh, I just would like <laughs> to just say 1838, 1938, 2038. There's no reason to ever positively flog your horse. <laughs> do not fl- if you're fl- if you're whipping judiciously on a horse. I mean, oh my god. I love you're the next so one. ungraceful. Always ride with a man to shield you if your petticoats start to show. Oh, the <laughs> I mean, what a slut. <laughs> the Did only you inducements see the bottom for, of her petticoat? <laughs> the only inducements for a gentleman to ride on the left of a lady would be that having his right hand toward her in case of her needing assistance, he might the more readily and efficiently been it be enabled to afford it. Then if he were the opposite side, and should any disarrangement occur in the skirt of her habit, he might screen it until remedied. 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 So basically... Because remember, she's riding side saddle facing the left. How the hell do you hide your petticoats if you're riding side saddle? (laughs) You just have a man shield you. What about that man? How come that man gets to see it? So typically the man's supposed to ride on the right, except for if her petticoats start to show, then he's to ride on the left. But then the problem I have with that is if he then, because he's right-handed, goes to pull his sword, he's pulling his sword out toward the woman. I think he's going to knife her in the face either way. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't Left say whether right. he was supposed to help fix her petticoats 
or not? I'm assuming not. To touch it? He's allowed to touch her petticoats only if he has white gloves on. <laughs> um, and, no oh, wait a minute. And he's lady. six feet away, you know, social distancing. Yes. Like yes. No lady of taste ever would be caught galloping on a road. <laughs> Just say no. <laughs> Just say no. <laughs> Would you like to go for a smart gallop, Glenn? <laughs> no, I would not like to do that. No lady of taste would be caught galloping on a road. The Downton Abbey had it all wrong because they were galloping everywhere. <laughs> <was like. laughs> well, they're common. Um, by the way, did you know that when you drink tea, you're supposed to have your pinky not sticking up? Do you know what I, this is what I learned on another podcast. Uh, if you drink tea or you're drinking a beer or wine. supposed to stick up in the English world. No, because what that is. Oh gosh, I'm going to forget what it's called. Um, if you stick your finger up, it's a clue that you've got a certain venereal disease. And uh, that means that I could be with other people that also have their pinky fingers sticking up. <laughs> Where'd you get that from? <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's all, it's totally true. What well, it starts with an S. Um, uh-huh. You heard that in a podcast. Cause everything a podcast is true. It, I heard it in a podcast and it's true. <laughs> um, seven, do not harass your horse. The lady in all cases should recollect that her horse requires occasional haltings and relaxation. It is always better if the pupil err in this respect to do so on the side of brevity than by making her lesson too long to harass her horse. Keep it short, people. That's still true. <laughs> Don't harass your horse. That's still true. I like number eight. Though most of all, do not ride a horse who is anything less than perfect. You're out. You nice. can't ride at all. <laughs> The bow ideal of this kind of horse is superlatively elegant in form, exquisitely fine in coat, and unexceptionally beautiful in color, of a height in the nicest degree appropriate to the figure of the rider, graceful, accurate, well-united, and thoroughly safe in every place. Good God, they got the dictionary out for this one. Light as a feather in the hand, though not at all painfully sensitive to the proper action of the bit, bold to the extreme, and superlatively docile. Is bold and, and docile, aren't, aren't they opposite? I guess bold. not. I mean, I guess they could be bold and still be docile. Free mm-hmm. in every respect from what is technically denominated vice. Excellent in temper, but still, though gentle, yet not dull. Rarely, if ever, requiring the stimulus of a whip, yet submitting temporarily to its occasional suggestions. Huh. And they want to, and you could buy this horse for nineteen ninety nine. Three easy payments of nineteen ninety nine. <laughs> oh my gosh! This syphilis. The, <laughs> that's the pinky syphilis. up. If you drank tea in the court of Louis the Fourteenth, I think, um, it, it, you put your pinky up, and it became a symbol of the upper class because that's how they would say that we could. I have syphilis. Do you have syphilis? Cool, we can bang. <laughs> Sorry, I should have said that. <laughs> okay. State Line Tech is happy to sponsor this oh, episode. God, or they no, were. they're not. <laughs> or Sorry. they were until we read that list. Uh, 
you know, right now, if you go to Stateline Tech, you're going to find a whole bunch of different things on their homepage. How home are they page. talking about syphilis with this whole, like, <laughs> list? Oh, sorry. Stateline Tech. Uh, so <clears throat> aren't you guys glad you don't live in 1838 after we read that list? Right now, I would absolutely love to have all my horses perfectly trained for me and handed to me. Yeah, and and, and I mean, absolutely, come on. Uh, you want to have a horse that's not anything less than perfect, and and you know, that's true of everybody. We all most want of horses. all do not ride an imperfect animal. I'll tell you what you do want: you do want fly control for your horse, and that's what's happening right now over at Stateline Tech. They have the pest control headquarters set up because right now, I'll tell you what, I don't know if you don't have them yet because the hail just killed them all, but we <laughs> but we have flies galore. This is the worst fly year we've had, and I think it's because it was so mild this winter here in Florida. It was just, we have more flies than I've ever seen. So right now, fly sheets are uh, are on sale over at Stateline Tech. They have fly repellent. They have leg bandages. They have masks and boots. They have all of the stuff that you need for fly care. They have feed-through fly care as well. Uh, they also have some new barn stuff that I haven't seen before. The Country Vet uh, Mosquito and Fly Control Kit. I have not seen that one before. There's all this fly stuff I haven't seen before that are is out right now. And they have it all at statelinetech.com. Uh, and a lot of it's on sale. So you're all going to have to be dealing with flies here very soon. So you might as well place an order. Stateline is still shipping. Their warehouse is still opening. They're still getting uh, orders out. I know a bunch of our listeners have been ordering. So Can I, can I jump in and yeah. give you a piece of uh, information that I just learned from StatelineTech.com? Yes. The female fly, which don't flies live like two days. Yeah, the I think, female- isn't it butterflies that live like 11 days? Uh, Female fly may lay as many as 21 batches of offspring containing up to 130 eggs a piece. If you do the math. Can you imagine homeschooling all those children? You're having trouble with one. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody sit down. All 2,730 of you have a seat. Starting school. Um, I didn't know that one. And then. Multiply that, multiply that, multiply that. You better get some of these. That's why we have so many flies in the barn right now. Stateline Tech, baby. (laughs) StatelineTech.com is where you go for all of your fly needs right now. They're stocked and ready to ship out. Why can't there be like some break between blankets and fly masks? There's just (laughs) never a break. There's never a break. And we've been still experimenting with fly masks that that Scooter, the Hackney Pony, will actually keep on his face. And uh, we're we're not succeeding in that, by the way. I gave up on Zeus. I'm like, you're four locks long enough. It'll keep him out of your eyes. <laughs> the problem is the pony tends to rub his forelock out. By the end of the summer, he's none left. There's none. It's, oh, that's annoying. Yeah, that's annoying. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, we, we were still trying. If you guys got the perfect fly mask, let us know. And I'm sure you can find whatever the perfect fly mask is over at uh, statelinetech.com. All right, let's give our first guest a call. We're going to talk. Jennifer wears kinesi- kinesiology tape. Way to go. All the time. <clears throat> and she's been into colors lately, so that's been interesting. She wears them on her knee because she had bad knee from falling off a few many times while doing eventing. So um, she wears them on her knee, and she gets all comments all the time, does it actually work? And I'll tell you what, she swears by it. She does not have knee problems when she wears the tape. 
And I know there are a lot of horses that have have the same reaction to the tape. So we're going to get Dr. Wendy Corrin on to talk about that, hopefully right now. We're giving her a call. She has a company called Equiline. And she is a doctor of chiropractic. Hello. Hi, Dr. Wendy. This is Jamie and Glenn on Horses in the Morning. How are you? Very well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Is this a good time? We got you a good place? Yeah, and wonderful that you reminded me because uh, (sighs) I had it on my schedule and was going about about to do my day and then there you are. So it's absolutely perfect. So basically you totally forgot about us and like, whatever. <laughs> Completely, <laughs> totally forgot about you. Know? <laughs> That's all right. Well, we're yeah, just going to pick your brain for just a couple minutes. If you don't mind, I, I know that you are certified and you're members of all the, all the, um, veterinary associations, but I wanted to ask you today specifically about kinesiology tape. Um, First off, tell tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I am a chiropractor by profession, started in human practice 40 years ago, and immediately got involved with working with animals and mobility, being a longtime horse lover, animal owner, and began getting certified in uh, equine chiropractic, equine mobility, fascial work, got more and more fascinated by it, took the rock tape courses for humans and immediately saw that the potential for making animals feel better and move better was there. So I actually wrote the rock tape equine course um, because I wanted to take one and the best way to do that was to make one. So. And I'm in the process of writing an online course on it and writing a book on mobility. So uh, pretty much we could talk about this forever. Yeah, (laughs) perfect. Well, we've got about 10 minutes, so let's get to the good stuff. So tell us, what is kinesiology? Kinesiology, that's simple. It's a study of movement. Okay. that's, That's really all that it is. Okay, so then we've got kinesiology tape, which is tape that studies movement. I don't get it. What is it? No, kinesiology tape is tape that enhances movement. It's tape, unlike traditional medical uh, and athletic taping, which restricts joint movement, kinesiology tape is a unidirectional. It moves in the direction of that flow of motion. So it follows the body's ability to move and it doesn't restrict it at all. So it's tape that allows motion might be the simplest way to put it. Okay. Gotcha. But how does that, how does that happen? (laughs) What's the, what's the magic Um, of the science? You know, the magic of the science is um, maybe, uh, you know, move it or lose it is, is the underlying theme, but the, it's so not magical. And that's the problem, I think, with things that are simple, is they tend to have more skepticism associated with them than things that are highly complex. But kinesiology tape is elastic tape. It's made out of cotton, and it has adhesive on the back. And it has a 180-degree stretch, so that if I put it on my body, 
it lifts the outer layer of skin. And I'm already anticipating your next question about hair. And by lifting that outer layer of skin, it sensitizes and reacts to the receptors in the hair follicles, which then sends a message to the brain and says, here I am. So it helps the body know where it is in space. When you know where your body is, you can move it more efficiently. But it also, by lifting that hour layer, increases fluid dynamics so that swelling that has been there can move out of the area because there's more lift, allowing expansion of those blood vessels and lymphatic vessels. I will ask about the simple. hair, but first I have another, yeah, simple. Uh, I have another question. Can I put it like under my eyes when I go to sleep at night and wake up in the morning with like beautiful, fresh eyes of a 20 something year old person? Oh, absolutely. You will be younger, richer. I'm <laughs> um, uh, the answer is I have had people put it on their face overnight to help TMJ issues, horses and dogs too. Um, but, um, I stay completely out of the beauty market because it's dangerous and I'd much rather be in the stall with a horse. Okay. But would it potentially, I, <laughs> it sounds like what you're not saying is that you wear kinesiology tape to bed is what I'm hearing. And I, I, recommend I it. <laughs> wear kinesiology tape at this moment. I have it on my foot. Um, due to trauma, but, um, I, I have not personally used it as an aesthetic. Um, although I have taped a lot of abdomens and yes, it can help with fluid flow because it gets rid of congested. Uh, and I don't want to use the word cellulite because it's not for that, but by reducing compartments and increasing flow, you make tissue look healthier. Oh my God. We're going to be younger and skinnier at the end of this conversation. Woo! I'm excited. Where can I get some of this? Hold on. Before we get to that. You, you use it on... <laughs> okay, perfect. So we've got, so if you get some of this tape, uh, how, th th there are certain like meridian lines on your body. You have to put it on. Like, how do you know where to put it? Or do you have to have a professional do this for you? No, the, the beauty is that it's very, very simple to apply. And although professionals can take it to the next level, when you know the simple principles, for example, uh, my horse. My horse likes to bite himself because he's a little aggressive with flies. That can cause a pinch in the skin. The pinch in the skin then causes him to tighten up, which makes him circle to the right. All I have to do is stretch him to the left, lay the tape across it, it lifts the skin, gets rid of that wrinkle, gets rid of that contraction. It's, it's very easy if you understand the underlying principle that you're not taping it. It's not directional. The lift is always in the center. You take the area that you want to feel better and you put it in the center of the tape. You take the area you want to move better and you make sure you cross over different areas of muscles. So for example, if I want to work on the hamstring, I'm going to start up on the butt, go through the hamstring and down to the leg so that the area I want to mobilize is connected to the areas above and below. Okay. That's so, does, so does that makes sense to you. Yeah. So, so it, it just seems it's not to me a like... meridian, okay. so to speak, because meridian specifically, and, and, 
my, my son is a veterinarian and an acupuncturist. So we, uh, we talk meridians a lot. But fascia covers every single inch of the body inside and out. It's mm-hmm. along the entire outer layer of the human equine canine. It's around every muscle. It's around every blood vessel. It's around every cell. So when you lift the tape on the outside, you're actually through tentacles that grow down uh, skin ligaments to the layers below. You're also affecting dynamics way below where you're taping. Yeah, so it's a very, very global approach, but it doesn't, it's not a linear approach. It's, it transcends muscles, meridians, because if you look at the way fascia exists in the body, it looks more like a bag you carry onions in where it expands in all different directions. And so, I know a lot of people are using, I know this is what Jennifer does, is to actually help support ligands, ligaments and tendons that are weak for whatever reason um, or, you know, have had issues in the past. So that's why she uses it on her knee. It's basically to help support that to provide, to really act as one in place of the, the bad one. Well, yes and no it really more informs the brain that that area is there. And when it's put on correctly, it's telling the brain how to move it by focusing on the entire joint structure. When you use the word support, it's more like a restriction and it's not supporting it in the, I'm holding it up. It's more, it's more emotional support. Uh-huh. And and I don't mean that in like, you know, rah, rah, yay, team, emotional support. <laughs> There's no pom-poms. The, <laughs> there could be pom-poms. You know, <laughs> the, during quarantine, I'm seeing a lot more costuming than, than I see not during quarantine. Um, and I appreciate that. But it's more decreasing threat. Mm. And, you know, if you're afraid something's going to hurt, you avoid it, then you, you restrict and you start moving inappropriately and then other things break down. Uh. So when you create a track for the knee with that tape, and that's true on a hawk for a horse or a knee for a human, you're then decreasing the threat, allowing that motion to happen more fluidly and everything else in the body relaxes and starts to move more normally. You know, it'd be fascinating to get that kind of support. You and your son together just to be a fly on the wall with y'all's conversations. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of healing going on there. Oh, there is a lot of healing going on. (laughs) That's a fact. Can you Uh, reuse? Together would be lovely because he's in New York and I'm in Florida. So (laughs) please, please arrange that. Uh, Someday, someday it'll happen again. Um, Can you reuse the tape? Is it reusable or? No. Absolutely not. Uh, no. As a matter of fact, if you touch the backing while applying it, you probably have to throw it away. Um, the the adhesive, there's something, and here's magic, there's something in our skin or sweat that denatures the glue so quickly that the proper application technique is you handle the backing and you never touch the tape itself, or you'll literally minimize the ability for that tape to stay on at all. If you don't touch the tape, I've had the tape stay on for over a week on humans, for four or five days on a horse, for over a week on a dog. 
and the hair makes it stick better. So I, I prefer taping hairy humans, hairy dogs, and hairy horses. <laughs> the cleaner they are, the worse it is. Like, you know, you give me something that has Shoshin on it, there's no point. It's not yeah. going to stick. So, you know, let them, let them go out, let them roll, let them be, you know, as natural as possible. And then the tape sticks longer, even with swimming. I had tape on my dog yesterday because she had surgery and the scar was knitting the outer layer of her skin to the layer below it. And it was making her very uncomfortable. Taped her and I'm in Florida. She jumps in the pool out in out tape stayed on. It's still on three days later. Yeah. You know, your comment about the hair makes it stick better. That's interesting because pretty much every woman hasn't shaved their legs in about a month. So <laughs> This should really work out for all yes, ladies it listening. Makes, it makes taping the legs so much better. And <laughs> if you think about it, what I miss most about going and getting my hair cut is the hair wash. And how does it feel when someone is gently pulling on the hair on your head? And it, it stimulates so many mechanoreceptors. There's so many endorphins that are released by that. So you can make such a huge difference in pain by just lightly pulling on the hair. And the tape does that. And as we move or the horse moves or the dog moves, you're getting that continuous signal of comfort, which then makes everything better. Well, I sure am glad that you didn't forget that we were going to call you because this has been a very fascinating <laughs> conversation where can people find out more asking questions all that sort of stuff i love questions uh the name of my instagram and my facebook account is equiline and that's spelled e-q-u-a-l-i-g-n-k-9 the number nine because we are there for the horses the equestrians and the dogs so it's equiline and the when you spell it, has the word align in it because that's Love really that. our philosophy. It's all about aligning mind, body, and spirit, human and horse, and dogs because we love them. I feel more peaceful but, uh, after our conversation. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm so glad. And, and the website just put up our course today, as a matter of fact. So if people really want to learn, they can check it equiline.com. That doesn't have the K9 on it, it's just EQU. A L I G N dot com, and you can learn all about us. Very clever. Does Thank it help you with so brains? Much. Because sometimes my brain what is a, in an alignment, and I feel like I could just tape my entire tape head, and that would help. You can't tape that. No. Oh, there. That's we call that above Atlas, and um, we stay completely out of that realm. There you go. She can't help you there. I guess Sorry. not. Uh, well, you actually, guys, no. I'm, you I'm almost fifty-eight. And nobody's helped, so I, I, uh, I think I'm yeah. beyond hey, help. Um, at this point. I'm sadly older than you, and um, we just have to keep getting better because it's the only option we have. Right? <laughs> so, thank you, Doctor Wendy. You know, <laughs> Appreciate it. You are so very welcome. You guys stay safe, stay healthy, and look forward to seeing you on the other side of this. Okay. All right. Thanks. <laughs> well, she was delightful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, what really made me understand all of it was right at the end when she talked about getting her hair washed 
<laughs> and how that feels like so the stimulating on the top of your head to have your head washed by somebody else and pulls at the hair. And I'm like, oh, now I get it. She should lead with that next time. And you know what's so funny is you tested her. And uh, this is a little inside information for new listeners. Jamie has this way of testing guests to see if they have a sense of humor. Uh, and or I do it. One of us will do it. And you did, and she did, and it's always so nice when they do. <laughs> what did I do? I don't even know. Oh, uh, you do tested it, it with uh, with uh, early on. You te- I forget what she even said, but you tested her to see if she had a sense of humor, and she went with well, it. And it was it's it's better if they're funnier. Yeah. Like if they if they have a good good sense of humor. You did, and kind of uh, let you know did. what direction the interview is going to go. <laughs> you did very well, and she responded. And we always like guests that have a sense of humor. So. Uh, do you have some weird news for us? Maybe. You want to do some weird news? Let me find Maybe. the... Uh, I'm waiting for my cue. I'm finding it. Uh, there we go. Man, they're pretty smart in North Carolina. That's right. You heard it. You heard it here first. There's a place called Peace and Peas Farm. Peace in the peace and the letter N in Peas. P-E-A-S. That's peas. weird. Peace and Peas Farm. They have figured out a way to make some money in this uh, time that we're in right now. Did you know that, say, you've got a work Zoom call, you have to get everybody online together, a virtual meeting, you can reserve 10 minutes with Mambo for $50. Mambo will, just for fun, peek in on your video call. What is Mambo? A miniature donkey. Did you know that they will... Put animals on for $50. You get 10 minutes with one of their animals. They have chickens and ducks and horses and donkeys. Are the animals talking? Or are they just hanging out? What are the animals uh, doing in the Zoom call? Uh, it says that it would get laughs. Oh. Customers can reserve 10 minutes with the animals for $50. And they can also choose a virtual meeting name for the farm animal. It's like, you know, <laughs> it's a team building. Why didn't I think of this? <laughs> Scooter could do that. Oh, they also have gotten requests from teachers who want the animals to crash their virtual classrooms. You know what? <laughs> it was from it's the teachers. It was already. from the kids. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The virtual meetings are crashed, period. All right. There you go. That's it. Do the teachers ever let the kids off a of mute? Oh, my God. I, I don't think Mars has figured out how to do the mute. All she does is sit there and go, shh. <laughs> that doesn't work. You just mute everybody. <laughs> There's a, this coronavirus is just affecting all sorts of uh, people all over the world. And the police in Taneytown, Maryland, they had to tweet out to some information for the local people. And unfortunately, they tweeted it out and everybody felt completely singled out by this tweet. And now they're all freaking out. Like, were they talking about me? Were they talking about me? The tweet from the Taneytown Police Department is not this. Quote, please remember to put pants on before leaving the house to check your mailbox. You know who you are. This is your final warning. I saw that story. When we, when I was a kid, we belonged to a camping club. My parents loved to camp and drug all four of us along. And of I'm course, sorry. camping clubs in those days weren't made up of kids. Uh, so we would go almost every weekend in the summer, we'd go camping. There was this one older couple who were naturalists. Now, they were good at the campground, but apparently there were all these stories about how he would walk out naked. He lived in town, in this tiny little town in Pennsylvania. He'd walk out naked in the morning to put his flag up. Uh, 
I know. There's so much wrong with that statement. <laughs> I know. But yeah, that was the story that, and, and apparently the police would come by every once in a while and tell him to stop it, and he'd still do it. <laughs> so some some guy uh, read it, and he's like, why are you talking about me like that? Somebody, other woman was like, I'm telling <laughs> Another woman commented underneath it. I'll tell my husband. I'm so sorry you had to see that. And then uh, another <laughs> lady, her son ran out to grab packages on the front porch and he's 10 and she's like, I'm going to show it to him. I'm so sorry. <laughs> There's all these people apologizing. Well, you have, the, you have a true. child that it really soon is going to get arrested. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> this morning, we walked out to the new house. For and new he listeners, out. her son is seven or eight. Well, he'll be seven at the end of May. And he hasn't worn a stitch of clothes since he's born, <laughs> ever. It's very questionable whether he has. Um, yeah, he he did put on his rubber boots this morning, Glenn, because it had rained last night. Duh. Don't want to walk it, out. What is it with him in clothes? I don't know. I don't know. Because I know you've it's talked just, to him a hundred times about this. I walk in the house and he's naked. I'm like, you have to put on clothes to come to dinner. You cannot sit at the dinner table naked. Why? He hates it. He hates He has been naked. I mean, he, I don't That's know. going to get really embarrassing when he's in junior and senior high in school. Really oh, no. Now, if people, if people come over and you'll see him running through the house holding his crotch, like hiding, in, like, you know, one hand in the front, one hand down the crack in the back, like running. Because oh, so now he's, he's figured that out anyway. He's kind of got. Yes. To, yeah. Yeah, it's but it but around us, he's good. And that new house is big. He's just not going to be wearing clothes ever. Oh God. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, after we talked about this, we have to go down to Florida, right? <laughs> Let's head down to Florida. And the Florida man, uh, the Florida judge, has a request for attorneys showing up for court hearings. Number one. Get out of bed. And number two, put on some clothes. People are just, my son has started a nick-nick revolution. Okay. <laughs> the judge said in a letter, it's remarkable how many attorneys appear inappropriately on camera. One male lawyer appeared shirtless and one female attorney appeared in bed, still under the covers. <laughs> Can I remind you, don't let your hair embarrass you and don't wear a bonnet. <laughs> Be easy, but not slovenly in this battle. <laughs> Don't let your petticoat show. These women are, in essence, showing their petticoats. They are. Okay. They are. Mm. Mm. Florida. I know, but if they were One televised, more. it'd be great. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> it'd be so good. So good. Oh, jeez. I have one go. more. I have uh, sad news out of Dallas. We're going to end with sad news. Uh, there was a tractor trailer accident. Now, nobody was hurt, but there was a tractor trailer and it flipped over in Dallas, I think this morning. Maybe it was last Wednesday. No, yeah, last Wednesday. It flipped over in Dallas, caught fire. The driver of the truck is, thank God, okay. However, the load was burned extensively, according to the Dallas TV station. <sighs> Let's have a moment of silence for the entire truckload of toilet paper that caught fire. Oh, no. Oh, it's a whole tractor trailer of toilet paper caught, spilling it all over the interstate, and then all of it caught on fire. 
Were people stopping Sad. to get whatever they could? <laughs> like, um, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> it doesn't say about hoarding or but looting. <laughs> looting. All they did say was that the toilet paper was burned extensively. There was another one. I think it might even have been in Georgia that uh, tractor trailer truck went over on its side that didn't catch fire, but it went over on its side and spilled its entire contents of uh, COVID masks for doctors. Oh. The whole truckload was full of them. And I thought, I wonder how many people are stopping there to loot. <laughs> you sweep those back up, put them in another one. Yeah, they're them. in packages. Why not? <clears throat> Who they cares that they're sanitary? they're sanitary? Who cares? Yeah. Who cares about that? So anyway, uh, I have one happy story. We'll do it now. And by the way, we will be hanging around after uh, the show today for auditors. We're actually going to talk about Land Rover. Yes, the event that isn't happening today. Uh, uh, Jamie and I are going to dress up and we're going to do a jog. For you, <laughs> let me go get Groot. Oh, baby Groot! I'll get Scooter and we'll do a jog. We should do that this <laughs> afternoon on video. That'd be funny as hell. Um, so happy story! I do have a happy story for you. Lively Run is a goat dairy farm in Creamery, up in New York, that makes and sells award-winning artisan cheeses. And you know the farmers are being forced to dump milk because of oversupply. They just can't. They they. You know, they don't have institutions buying it. They don't have schools buying it. They don't, you know, restaurants buying it. So Lively Run is buying that milk, making cheese, and donating all of the cheese to food banks for people in need. So, which is really cool, but what that's very expensive to do because they had to go pick up the milk. They had to do all of that. So they actually asked for a fundraiser. They did a GoFundMe page to help them raise the money to make the cheese. And they asked for $10,000. And as of today, this morning I checked, they've raised $35,000. Wow. So, uh, and this dairy farm lost 50% of their sales in one day because restaurants closed and they saw a lot, you know, that's the part we don't, we don't think about with all the restaurants and everything and all the people producing food and all of that is they lost half their business immediately because yeah, we're still buying it, but uh, half the restaurant world and institutions are not buying it. Uh, you know, you think about all the, all, even the food that goes on planes and all, everywhere uh, wasn't being bought. So good you know for them. Who is still um, supplying plenty of milk to their customers uh, here in Oklahoma. That? that would be the drive-through of McDonald's. <laughs> oh, really? McDonald's is like, I mean, let's not make you know bones about it. There's a high obesity rate in Oklahoma, but there's also a very large rate of um, drive-throughs that are really killing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know his. Yeah, it's amazing. Can I mention, too, we have to throw this in here. Uh, so last night, Jemmy sent me a story because Georgia's op- uh, going to attempt to open up, and there are a lot of people in Georgia that's not happy about that. And I, Jemmy sent me this story. It was about this guy named Bert who does a morning uh, radio show there. It's very popular. I think it's like the most popular show in Atlanta. And I so I posted on my page, and then Jamie posted, hmm, life has come full circle. Tell everybody why. Because that's my old co-host. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was I was on his show. I was part of his team. Um, that was the time that I, well, I still do. I really, I was single and I told everything. And I really had a hard time getting dates. It was sho- <laughs> shocker. 
<laughs> but it was so funny that I posted that, and I kept saying to myself, I know this Bert guy from somewhere. Why do I know Bert? Because I gave you a letter of recommendation from him for this job. You did, actually, and you've talked about him over the years, and I just didn't put two and two together until you commented on it last night. So when you get hired for radio, you have to give like a tape, you know, like of your past it's a you're real right so i gave glenn my real birth on think that you actually you sent a tape it. too didn't you no it was all an email back then was it, it was okay. e- yeah it was email so i emailed you bert and i talking <laughs> that was actually most of the whole reel was him yeah and then you shared it and i'm like oh my god i can't get rid of this guy <laughs> <laughs> he seems like he's still doing his thing there in atlanta Still doing his thing. Actually, he's syndicated now. I heard him when I was at the makeover in Kentucky. I was like, oh, really? son of a gun. <laughs> oh, he gets syndicated after you leave. <laughs> yeah. When the big bucks start coming in. That's when the big money starts rolling in. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get our next guests on. Uh, some of you are going to know the name Jess Clausen. She is a host of Plaidcast Junior, show on the Horse Radio Network. And she is starting something called Clinics for a Cause. And we also have Scott Evans coming on, who's the founder of the Equestrian Aid Foundation. I think Scott's been on our show before because we talked about the Equestrian Aid Foundation after natural disasters and things. Um, so they're going to talk about what they're doing to help out professional riders who are also in trouble right now and barns and things. So we're going to get them on the line. Let me see if I can get Jess on here. Well, hi, Jess. Thanks for joining us today. And uh, you have Scott here as well. I just introduced you guys. Jess, you you guys are doing something to try and help support the, the horse world and the professionals and, and uh, barns. Is that correct? That is correct. So a few weeks ago, I was talking with my good friend, Alice Bruno of Shenandoah Sport Horses about how terrible it is that so many hardworking industry professionals are struggling right now when they've been working so hard to build their businesses for many years in some cases. And then I had another conversation with our good friend, Sissy Wicks, who is a hunter judge. And, and also host she, of the podcast. And also host of the podcast. And an incredible human being. And she was basically saying, I am climbing the walls with boredom right now. I need something to do. So I thought nobody is ever allowed to tell me that they're bored. And if they do, I will put them to work. So let me write that down. So I remember not to (laughs) (laughs) never, never tell me you're bored. I always have projects to hand people. Um, I would have been a good parent in that way, I think. So I, uh, chatted Sissy and Alice and I chatted together and decided that a good way for us to use our time and to help other people would be to host a sort of online clinic program. And after we sorted through some of the details, we thought that a lot of people can't ride right now. So online horses are tricky in that way. So we thought we would have people send in video and pick a really great trainer to send it to. So we enlisted a bunch of trainers. We have incredible names. Um, Laura Kraut, Norman Delajoyo, Lauren Spreiser, Boyd Martin, Philip Dutton, Jenny Brannigan, uh, Liz Halliday Sharp from the Eventing Radio Show is on there. Hillary Moore Hebert, who comes on the Dressage yeah, Radio Show yeah. all the time. Shannon Duick, just and then we you got Lyndon Gray for God's sake. You got a Lyndon Gray. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we started adding some Western folks, which I'm very excited about. So we have Rainers um, like Jamie Bissell. We've gotten some Western Dressage folks. We have some breed specialists like Arabians um, and gated horses. So we're really trying to branch out and cover the whole horse community. And essentially, if you go to onlineridercollective.com, 
you can look at the long list of trainers that we have and you upload a video. It can be up to 15 minutes long and we send it to that trainer for you. And it's just $25, which I think is a really great deal. I mean, to get Laura Kraut to evaluate your writing for $25, I don't know where yeah, else no, that, no, that would cost you hundreds, hundreds yeah, at yeah, least. Yeah. Right. So, and then I edit together the video and the audio. So you get the kind of play by play, by play commentary of the professional evaluating your ride. And I send it back to you and you have done your good deed for the week by donating to the Equestrian Aid Foundation, which is where our proceeds are going. So I'll let Scott t talk about what the Equestrian Aid Foundation before is all you, about. Before you start, Scott, I love this idea because it's different than all the online horse shows that are popping up. And I also love the idea that you get the commentary over your video. So when you're rewatching your video, you basically hear what they're saying, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, you hear what they're saying. And a lot, yeah, a lot of the coaches have sort of done a pre a kind of a prelude and then a wrap up. So you get a lot of extra. It's not, you know, they don't just start the video and start talking. Um, you can go to our YouTube channel. It's linked on our website, Online Riders Collective, and you can watch some of the sample videos. We don't upload everybody's video because people, we ask permission first, mm. but some riders have given us that permission. And so you can see some horses in various disciplines and what the end result looks like. Oh my God. I would be like terrified. <laughs> I would only want to submit the very best I've ever written. And then to like, I feel like I'll be torn apart. Oh my gosh, that's stressful. Well, the good news what is a helpful thing though. <laughs> All of the coaches that we've enlisted are nice people and they are not interested in making anybody cry. So we are getting constructive, but positive feedback in. And I haven't had a video come back in yet that I was like, yikes, that would upset me if I heard it. They've all been very complimentary and then helpful in oh, their feedback. Because yeah. I mean, seriously, like how many times have you seen people in lessons or been the person in lesson that cried? I've made children cry and I'd even oh, meet yeah. you. <laughs> I have made children cry. I have cried myself. We have yeah. all been there, but that's not what clinics for a cause is for. So that, that is not at all the tone that we are taking here. Perfect. Then. Do you get $10 off if they do cry? Do they get a refund? If <laughs> I don't want a refund. <laughs> Only if they send me video of them crying. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, tell us. I know. I think Scott, we've had you on the shows before. We ha we have in yeah. the past, absolutely. And I really appreciate you taking the time to put a spotlight on this because you know I, I personally, um, for years, along with the Equestrian Aid Foundation, which has been a real um, uh, labor of love, needless to say, for the past twenty four years. You know, we've really more than anything, we've been here for the equestrian community and. The way we've been here is so different than the way we are here now today. And oh, we've I think been we've, through hurricanes and yeah. all kinds of natural disasters with you. Unbelievable. I mean, yeah. And that's where the nat that's where our disaster relief program came from. It literally it, it was birthed solely for the reason of our um, feeling the need and knowing the need that we uh, that we. We're hearing from um, horse people all over the country. I mean, we have uh, been working with hay banks for North Dakota and South Dakota when they ran into that awful weather that they that literally left them literally stranded in the middle of nowhere with how do we feed our horses? How do we take care of our animals? And that started um, two years ago. And so since then, we have had such an incredible um, support system within the equestrian community to to do whatever we can to be there in these times of of of, of trouble of of concern of 
the equestrians when they get hurt due to catastrophic injury or illness that was the ori- originally Original, yeah uh, where we were coming from and now with the disaster relief fund it has just been i have to tell you we 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 have really um we have reached people and we have reached parts of our country that we never had reached before and it is and every time my team gets together and listens to this uh, the the different stories and and the, the 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 things that people are going through, and and we take it back to our board of directors, which are just a just the most incredible group of people, because we're all just after all we're just horse people, and and our tagline that we finally realized we're just horsemen helping horsemen. Well, and, Scott, on that note, how with something this large that affects pretty much every horseman in the country? I mean, when you're right. talking about one accident here or there, or even a hurricane that affects a relatively right. small part of the country you right. know, even if it's the whole state of florida it's it's relatively small how do you handle this how do you decide who gets help in this situation i mean look the government just screwed it up with their small business thing right um so how do you do it and uh, where do you start one, it's like an ice one one step at a time literally it's <laughs> what we've been doing every day is different it has it has taken up all of our time um i, I have Literally, we have two part-time employees based in Florida, and they are moms, and they are literally part-time. And they were in the horse world. They are, you know, now very happily married and have kids, etc. And but they they um, are my boots on the ground, and we have literally been every single day since we opened up this disaster relief fund and trying to more than anything, what we're what we're our real focus is how can we be there for people who work in the industry. And I'm talking about the people at the horse shows that are the in-gate starters. I'm talking about the freelance grooms that don't have a job unless they go to a horse show. Or perhaps a lot of farms right now are having to really back off and and reduce their, you know, their employee, the number of employees right now. So I, literally, we're reading these different applications that we created for the disaster relief fund for the specifically for covid right now because what we've created is is something that we've never done in the 24-year history of equestrian aid foundation and that what we're doing is we are helping and assisting people just for right now rather than looking at it as we're going to get you out of the woods how about if we get you to next week and you start looking at ways that you can somehow find a way to again put food on your table if that's what that $500 check is going to go to that you're going to be applying for with Equestrian Aid Foundation, or perhaps it is you know, a payment to an insurance that you desperately need to make. And we're, we're also looking at it from the point of view is that we're receiving a great deal of information around the country, almost as a resource guide. So we encourage everybody to go to equestrianaidfoundation.org and look at the resource book that we've put together. And we're, we're again, trying to more than anything, the, 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 the check is one thing, but there are a lot of ways that people can go about this and Dig deep, make that phone call to that, you know, that bill collector and say, I'm doing my best. You know, I can, this is how much I can give you right now. Because horse people right now, as we know, are absolutely devastated, like so many people throughout the country. And as we move forward, what we are trying to do more than anything is be there for the community, come up with programs like this 
because this is something right here, right now that people can do in their home, from their couch, feeling connected to the horses. Because remember, most of the people that we are targeting this to are at home. They are not the ho- they are not the professional in the barn, you know, possibly doing their own stalls because they can't have any help there, or perhaps they don't have any clients coming to take any lessons. They're certainly not going to horse shows. So what we're trying to do is give the give the at home rider, that amateur, that junior rider, maybe it's an you know aspiring professional that just wants input right now. Most importantly, it's about connection. And that's what we're all looking for right now. And I believe this is something that people can really, again, feel like they are, it's constructive, it's keeping them connected, and it's a visual. And the visual of themselves riding, or perhaps going to the website, looking on the YouTube channel, watching some of the others. Um, These are some of my very closest friends in the hunter world. Sissy Wicks and I grew up together, and and the the list of hunter trainers right now are either judges or the very top in their game. And And uh, they're donating this time, right? And they're all donating. Norman Delajoyo, the second he heard about it, he called one of my employees that used to run manage his stable and said, I'm in. And same thing with Laura Crouch. She, the second she saw the announcement, I've, she's been in my life since she was 12 years old, but I didn't even know until the next morning when Jess let me know, hey, Laura Crouch is called, uh, was connected with us and wants to be on board. So what, we, what I like is that because the Equestrian Aid Foundation is unique in that it's about all equestrians. It's about the horse community. It's all disciplines. It's all breeds. It's people who are coming together right now to just maybe lend that helping hand. And again, a $500 check right now in, in, in what we're creating is helping people. The stories that we're coming back saying, a lot of it is, thanks for letting me just put food on the table and take a breath for a minute and figure out how I'm going to make it through. And that's what we're about. It's not, the, it, it, it's not a relief check. It is just a take a breath check, if you will. Right, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I, I was just looking at the application, too. Uh, you can find that, by the way, by going to the website. It's uh, equestrianaidfoundation.org. If you want, if you need help and, and are looking to apply for aid, or, you know, where can people go then to submit the videos, Jess, and to do that side of things? So to submit the video, you just go to onlineriderscollective.com. And it's a very simple process. There's one form, you upload the link to your video, you select the trainer, you pay all in one spot. We make it super easy. And we also have the link to the application on Equestrian Aid Foundation there too. So if you can't, for whatever reason, if you can only remember one, we've got you covered either way. You can find us on the Equestrian Aid Foundation website. You can find them on our website. Do you get to pick who it goes to? Like you get to pick which professional it goes to? You do. You get to pick which professional it goes to, and so, there's uh, nothing. Jamie could submit and have Boyd Martin rip her to shreds. Is that <laughs> she could? Yes, if she wants I'd to rip to shreds, <laughs> she should specify that in the comments. <laughs> Bring it on, Boyd. <laughs> yeah. So we included a comment section too that's helpful, so they can contextualize the video a little bit. So if it's like, I just got this horse; he's a baby, versus I've been riding this horse for eight years, and we need to refresh something elements of the partnership. We've had all, both of those, everything on the spectrum. And it's great. You know, it's great to let the clinician know if you're a young rider or if you're a pony club member who is seeking the next certification level, we've, you know, they can help you with all of that. 
You need to so do this, people, trainer. because Sissy Wicks, I talked to her the other day, and uh, she joined a bicycle club. She's so bored. She's riding like 20 yes. miles a day. So. Yes, she please, did. Get, please get Sissy off the bike and in front of her computer <laughs> watching your videos. That's well, right. yeah, I tell you, though, they all, I, all of them right now, so many of them are still in Wellington, Florida, and a lot of them are very much involved with the Equestrian Aid Foundation. And, and I have several people actually on that same bike ride in the afternoons, and they're very funny about themselves. You know, they're like, oh, the girls are back at it pedaling again through town. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny because a lot of that kind of conversation, when people can be socially distant and still stay active but they're down there right now and a lot of the professionals and the, uh, are there saying what can we do we're riding our horses we're being we're being very careful but we need to give back and maybe somebody can't give back as much as they would like to give back um dollar wise but this is just a bad matter of their years in this business, it, the, the riding horses, their life, their whole lives, and they're giving back. Just saying, "Hey, why don't you try this?" Or maybe talk to your trainer about taking a shot at that. I, I, we even had a board member who submitted one of his horse show videos, and Louise Sirio just—I mean, just beautifully portrayed. Here's what we were looking for in the hunter world right now. This is exactly what we're looking for, and used him as a poster child a little bit. And I spoke to Louise, and she said, "But isn't that what we're supposed to be doing? Show." people what we want to see in each yes. discipline. You, isn't that right, Jess? That's right. And that is one of the videos that you can watch on our YouTube channel if you want to see that particular one. It's a beautiful, beautiful video. And Louise did such a nice job of pointing out what works in the rider's position, why his eye is so accurate, you know, what she liked about the horse's movement. It was, it, I learned a lot watching it and I'm an event rider and I was like, yeah. I'm going to keep some of this stuff in mind because that will help me as an inventor too. Jess, is and there anybody on here that can help me with a crazy hackney driving pony? Uh, we are working on getting driving people. Okay, so yes. Good. Good. <laughs> and anybody in any discipline who's a trainer who would like to help, you can just shoot me an email at online riders collective at gmail.com. If you want to find a way to give back, but you don't have extra money, this is a great way to do it. And some of the trainers who are helping us are also people who are applying for the grant. So I think they see it as a way to to help boost totally. the grant that they want to get, that they need themselves to take that breath that Scott was talking about. It's okay. funny, uh, this is exactly what I've been dealing with a lot more as a, uh, I, I'm a Monty Roberts certified instructor and people are sending me videos of their horses and behaviors that they're having. And like, we're working on ways to solve it. It's just such a great way to connect with people in this time where we just can't really connect with them on a that's, personal basis. I think the word connection, that's exactly right. I think more than, more than ever now, uh, we are seeing this and, uh, you know, my friends in Europe right now are doing the same things in a different way of just, you know, they're putting, they're, they're turning on their phones and talking about their horses. They are, you know, they're doing every, everything that they possibly can just for themselves more than anything, not even raising money. But I'm watching a lot of these Olympic riders now that the Olympics are postponed. They're like, okay, now what do we do with ourselves? And they're just talking about, you know, themselves and about their training. And maybe you could do this at home. And, you know, so it's, 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 it's worldwide right now. You know, all of a sudden the world has, is become a lot smaller and we're all in this together. And I think more than anything, right on a, particularly in this country, we have an opportunity to use this time perhaps to take a step further. I, I find it fascinating. I've watched every video online. I've talked to my friends who are donating their time and everybody is feeling like it's a win-win. So 
I say, come one, come all. Let's, you know, again, support our uh, horsemen during a, a difficult time and and um, keep this moving forward. I see it uh, having a real a, a long shelf life myself. It is true. I'm actually answering my phone when I don't recognize the number. I mean, it's, well, that's going that's a little a far, the there, Jamie. That's a... <laughs> I'm like, I don't know who it is. Let's just answer it and find out. What else do I have to do? See, I we're all coming together. It. No, I am never getting there. <laughs> Thanks, Jess. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. Happened. We appreciate you joining us online, riderscollective.com. I think this is great. It also keeps people just feeling like there's other people out there, and it helps them just have a goal, something to live for right now. Uh, right. We, and, uh, you know, I'm doing tonight, I, I'm having uh, Robbie Roberts on my uh, Facebook Live at five, and we're going to talk about how they're preparing. Horse shows are going to be different when we come back, and he's talking about what, how different they're going to be, and what they're planning right now as far as horse shows are concerned. We're all going to see it being different, so we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about when we think realistically they might open back up again, and hopefully we'll have the USCF on again next week to talk about that. But um, right. We're 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 not out of the woods yet, so let's. Uh, no. This is perfect. I think it's a great thing. Thanks, guys, for doing, it. and thanks, Scott, for all your years of efforts helping horse people who are in trouble of one kind or another. Appreciate I appreciate that. your time greatly. Appreciate you having us on the on the show today, and um, here we go. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Right, thanks, Jess. Bye bye. So yeah. basically, everybody we've had on the show today has been a lot smarter than us, uh, is what I <laughs> Yes, and they're answering calls and numbers that they don't know. So here you go. <laughs> yeah. Are you really doing that? I'm not doing that yet. It's still all just bill collector, not bill collectors, but uh, scam callers and stuff. Ugh. You know what? They're getting better at saying uh, scam likely on my Yes. Phone. They are getting better at that, that now on the phone. Love it. Yeah, I, I have, I've gotten that too. A couple have gotten through, but not many anymore. So, no, I, I just say it's, it's fun now to, to just <laughs> like, what is it now? Okay, great. I got one yesterday about needing uh, to take my car back in because uh, it needed some sort of additional service. Yeah, they well, did. they're all begging for additional <laughs> service right now. <laughs> I think our oil, you know what? Why change the oil? The car isn't moving. So it's like, well, I change the oil at this point. I mean, it, it, Chad's like, he's like, I don't understand. It's the cheapest time in the world to buy gasoline. And you can't go anywhere. I know. It is true. It is true. It'd right, right, be a great time for a road trip. We could come out and see you right now. It cost us uh, about $49. I know, but, right? Yeah. It's totally worth it. <laughs> well, thanks, everybody. You know what? We've run out of time. We went long today. So I, don't, I doubt we're going to have, I don't think we're going to be around for a post-auditor show. Because we have run out of time. We apologize for that. But we'll have one for you on Friday. And But it was great. It was great to have those guys on. They're good, doing good work, and we really appreciate it. You can find all of the shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Get our app. You can download that on any app store. Just search for Horse Radio Network. You can find all 2,500 episodes of Horses in the Morning on horsesinthemorning.com. We can't put all of those on the app because it would break. So we only are allowed to put like a couple hundred on there. Uh, so you can find a couple hundred back episodes. And beyond that, you have to go back to the website and listen to the players on the website. You can find Jamie at... Flyover Farm Jamie Jennings Certified Monty Roberts Instructor. On that Facebook. is my Facebook page. Yes, that's not her and, website. Um, that's her Facebook page. Did you see the video I posted of that little spunky little horse in training I got? No, I didn't. 
uh, he's pretty abused or, you know, was, and then went to the rescue and came to me. And so he's pretty jumpy about stuff being around him. He's okay. Once you get your hands on him, but things around him, noises, everything is very scared. Um, and so I did the plastic, which we put plastic on a stick and you approach and retreat and, you know, a predator never retreats. So you're letting them know and they're getting him used to all these movements and sounds and everything. Woo, doggy. I touched a, the wrong spot on him with that thing. And he <laughs> turned around and kicked out of me Ooh. like, and in the video, it looks like he's a lot closer than he is. But there's a reason we stand at a 45 degree angle with slack in the line, but just enough slack to grab their head if they kick at you. So I did not get kicked, but it was very exciting. And you know who did not like it was Chad. I He's bet. like, what is that? <laughs> what are you doing? I'm like, babe, I was. He's like, he almost kicked you. I'm like, no, it's the angle. I didn't even close. He's a little weenie. Did you feel the air? Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't you know. Did. It was pretty That's windy. You heard, you heard. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty windy. I don't know. I felt a lot of air. Anyway, it was fun. It's very it's fun. When so you I'm feel do... the air go by that you realize, ooh, that was close. That was if really it stops close. raining today, I'm going to do take two with the plastic and see if he learned anything. So <laughs> look forward to that. Yeah, keep your face uh, away, okay? Thanks. All right, you're welcome. Wear your vest too. Time make. Oh, I always wear my vest work, especially with. Plastic. I'm so happy, by the way. You know, I've known you for a long time. I'm very happy that you wear your vest. When I see you riding all these babies, you're wearing your vest. It makes me so happy. Oh God, I yeah. Uh, the plastic on a stick is the one time I saw Monty Roberts get kicked. <laughs> because they're 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 quick, and so I always wear my vest with it. Because I'm like, if it can happen to him, it can certainly happen to me. Uh, so yeah, I always wear the vest. Uh, and, and of course, Lucas is like, mom, can we shoot you with the gun? No, buddy. It's not bulletproof. <laughs> Please don't shoot me. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Be safe today. And we'll be back on Friday with some really bad ads. Get them into Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. We're announcing the new prizes also. So we'll be talking about those on Friday as well. All right. Spade Neuter Guild. 